your senior writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by my co-worker, Curtis Guzman, and we're going to help you get ready for week four of the fantasy season. I did want to tell you about our real-time daily games here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Just go to rtsports.com and click on the daily link and get in a daily game today. You still have baseball to do for the rest of this week, and there's also football this weekend. And get in the Beat the Expert Challenge. You got a chance to challenge me, Jeff Power. I'm going to put in a lineup. If you beat me, you get a dollar of bonus cash. So sign up for that contest today. It will fill up quick. Go to rtsports.com, click on the daily link, get in the Beat the Expert Challenge, and get in several other of our different fantasy contests at Real Time Daily. And now, here's my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real Time Fantasy Sports. And now I'm joined by Curtis Guzman of Real Time Fantasy Sports. He's a co-worker of mine, been on the podcast several times. Curtis, thanks so much for coming on with me once again today. No problem. Glad to be here, Jeff. So, Curtis, I wanted to talk about all things fantasy before we get into the week four uh, topics, the week four hot, cold, sleeper plays, waiver wire ads. But I wanted to talk about some fantasy topics that are going on and are relevant right now. So, my first one to you is, what are, what are the Le'Veon Bell owners, what are they supposed to do with him at this point? What would you do with him? Yeah, that's a pretty tough question. Uh, I do have him on one team. Um, I think there's basically three questions as a fantasy owner. You can ask yourself, how is your fantasy team doing? What's your current running back situation like on that team? And then how shallow or deep is your bench? So, um, you know, I'm of the mindset maybe if you're off to a poor start, you know, if you're 0-3, 1-2, and you need immediate help, then I would certainly consider either trading him or, you know, honestly even potentially dropping him. Um, you know, if there's trade talks starting to heat up, you know, can Le'Veon Bell be traded this season? Even if he is traded, I think it's about a month before he really becomes impactful for fantasy teams because you need about two weeks to learn a whole new playbook and then two weeks probably to get back in the true football shape. So, uh, I mean, I just I don't know that he can be immediate help. If you're, if you're doing good, if you're in a good spot, or if you have a deep bench, then by all means, no harm in hanging on to him. But otherwise, you know, you might need to free up a roster spot, and if a trade is available, great. If not, then uh, maybe maybe consider dropping him. Yeah, for me, it's a tough situation. I just think the best-case scenario is just to hold on to him and hope for the best because I'm just not sure his trade value is very high right now. You don't know what you're going to get for him. If you can get a lot for him, then maybe I would trade him. But if not, I would just sit tight, hope for the best. Hopefully you don't need that roster spot. So for me, it's just a terrible situation because most of us, I mean, nearly everyone did not see this coming and holding out like this. So you still used a, you know, a top-five pick to get Bell. So just a terrible situation for all these fantasy owners who took them in the first round, which didn't see it coming. But So I would just hold tight. Hopefully you're not in too bad of a situation just yet and you were able to get James Conner to back him up. Another situation I want to talk about, Curtis, is the quarterback situation in Tampa. It looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to get the start this week. They haven't officially announced it yet, but I just wanted to get your thoughts. How do you think this is going to play out the rest of the year in Tampa? I think it's probably Fitzpatrick's job to lose. I mean, he's obviously he's been off to a great start, over 70% completion. Uh, he had a little, little bit of a rough patch there Monday night with the three interceptions, um, but still almost pulled off a comeback. Impressive wins against the Saints and the Eagles. I think overall he kind of has the backing of the team that you feel, and 
Um, also, Tampa seems to have lost some of their patience with James Winston. So, James Winston sells a great shot maybe down the road, but for right now, I think it's Fitzpatrick's job to lose. I think he has a longer leash. Wouldn't be shocked if at some point Winston comes in, if Fitzpatrick struggles. Um, that wouldn't surprise me, but I can definitely foresee Fitzpatrick getting the start here for, I don't know, maybe the next three to four weeks. Yeah, I do think you're right with that uh, assessment. I do think it's Fitzpatrick's job to lose right now with the start that he's had, but I, I do think he'll lose it sooner than later because of his track record. He's been in the league a long time. He's never done this. I know he hasn't had these weapons to work with offensively, but still he doesn't have the track record to play at this crazy high level that he is right now. And I think once he starts slowing down, I think they're going to get Winston in there. He's the franchise quarterback. I know he's had a bit of a rough patch with his suspensions and off-the-field behavior, but I still think the job is Winston's uh, once Fitzpatrick cools down. So if you're if you're owning Winston, I would hold on to him personally because I think he can produce big in this offense. We've seen what Fitzpatrick can do, and I think Winston's a more talented player. So I would try to hold on to him if you can because I do think he's going to be starting sooner than later. Another quarterback I want to talk about with you, Curtis, Jimmy Garoppolo. Goes down with torn ACL out for the year. From a fantasy perspective, how do you think this injury impacts the 49ers the rest of the way? Yeah, it has to be pretty disappointing for both 49ers fans and fantasy owners alike. I think there's a lot of expectations um, for the offense as a whole, but unfortunately I think it's going to hurt a lot of the players now on that offense. You know, I see Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver, probably more as a low-end wide receiver too. Pierre Garçon, at best, probably a flex play. Um, Then Matt Pirata, you know, maybe a mid to low running back number two. I think the benefactor in in all this can probably be Titan George Kittle. Uh, He has a lot of chemistry with C.J. Beathard going back to the college days, so I could see him being kind of the safety valve and getting an uptick in receptions, but uh, when you lose the third of Garoppolo and kind of spraying the field and taking shots down field, I think that just kind of has a general effect on negative effect on the rest of the players there. Yeah, I was really disappointed uh, with this injury because I really had high hopes for the 49ers this year, and I think Garoppolo going down is really going to just devastate the offense. I don't have much faith in any of those receivers going forward. I'm not sure I would even care to roster either of those two top guys, Goodwin and Garcon. Uh, but Kittle I do like. Like you said, he has Pretty good rapport with C.J. Bathard. He was used a lot with him late last year. So I think he has some value still going forward. And I, I do like Breida because I think he is the best back in that offense. Alfred Morris hasn't shown me a lot. And the 49ers may end up running the ball a little more with Bathard as their quarterback. So that could end up benefiting Breida a little bit. So he might be one of the only guys that benefits from a fantasy perspective from this injury in San Francisco. Another back I wanted to ask you about, Curtis, is Sony Michelle. Double-digit carries, two straight games. Looks like he's starting to become the lead back in that offense, especially with Rex Burkhead now injured and out on injured reserve. Might not come back this year because of his neck injury. So I wanted to get your thoughts on Sony Michelle. uh, Do you have any faith in this guy? Do you think he's ready to take off, or do you think he's going to kind of produce what he did produce these last two weeks? Yeah, I mean, there's a wide wide array of options, I feel like. you see the Patriots, they, they're not throwing the ball very far downfield. I think just trying to establish a strong running game could definitely help them, but uh, I don't know. History tells me that 
can't really trust Michelle. They don't tend to really have a workhorse running back. So um, I think he could have a handful of productive games spread out, you know, but he is probably touchdown dependent. If I'm picking one of the two Patriot running backs to start, I'm, I'm probably picking James White most weeks. Yeah, I might be a little higher on Michelle than you, Curtis. I, I do think he has some potential. I think he could have some big games in this offense if, he, if he's getting the work, if he's getting the carries, which I think he will. He's he's obviously the most talented back on this roster, and the Patriots wouldn't use this high of a pick on a guy like Michelle if they weren't going to use him. So I think he'll get some work, and I think he's ready to start producing better. But I think he could be a little boomer bust some weeks. We know how the Patriots use their back. Sometimes these guys disappear when the Patriots just throw the ball 60 times in a game, which has happened in past years. So I do like Michelle, and I think he could be a good player going forward, but I do think he will be a little hit or miss in his current role in this offense. So kind of along those same lines, Curtis, how about some buy-low targets? Any guys off the slow starts you think are ready to really start going and, and you know, you're kind of targeting these guys for your fantasy team? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll give you two. Uh, my first and biggest one is, Detroit running back Kerryon Johnson. Uh, he's a rookie this year, so I don't know that a slow start was unexpected as he kind of gets accustomed to the pro game. But he finally helped the Lions break their curse of uh, having a you know running back get over 100 yards rushing on the ground since 2013. So I think as the Lions kind of get going and find their footing offensively, I think Kerryon Johnson can play a big part in this. He he's a little bit of a mix. You know, you have Lagarum Blunt and Theo Riddick on the roster as well, but um, Kerryon Johnson has both rushing and receiving skills, so I think that benefits him, helps him stay on the field for a variety of scenarios. And then just another one, um, not that you're probably dropping him or anything, but for quarterback Russell Wilson, just continue to have a little faith. I know it's been kind of a mediocre start, but I think we'll probably see an uptick in some of his rushing attempts. And as soon as he gets his favorite target back and wide receiver Doug Baldwin, I think that'll help him get back to being a top, uh, top-tier top quarterback as well. Yeah, Baldwin could come back this week from the uh, latest practice reports with him, so that would be great news for Russell Wilson. A couple of uh, buy-low targets for me. Alex Collins, I know this guy's really a polarizing fantasy figure. A lot of guys really either hate him or they love him. Uh, for me, I, I think he can turn it around and get it going. I just don't have faith in Javoris Allen. I know Allen, Buck Allen, has three touchdowns and has outproduced Collins to date, but his rushing totals have just been brutal. 16 carries for 32 yards. So I still think Collins is the best back in that offense. You know, he's going to get the work workhorse work with the carries between the tackles. He had 18 carries for 68 yards and a score last week, so that was very encouraging to me. He also has touchdowns two of three games. So I think Collins is a guy that can get going. I just don't have a lot of faith in Buck Allen. I don't think he's a guy that is going to overtake Collins and start in that offense. Another guy for me, rookie Royce Freeman. I was really high on him for, before the season, looked outstanding in the preseason. He had a tough schedule to start the year, though, and I think this has impacted his uh, fantasy production. Faced the Ravens and Seahawks, just two of his first three games, so that's not great for Freeman. Philip Lindsay has looked good, but I still think he's suited more as a change of pace back. I think Freeman's going to do well. He's going to start to get going, so I think he's a guy with would target for fantasy teams because you can get them pretty cheap right now. So maybe along uh, those same lines a little bit, buy low targets. Well, how about some waiver wire ads for this week, Curtis? How about some guys on the waiver wire out there, guys that you're targeting for week four? Sure. The most popular one uh, that I've seen across a lot of leagues this week is uh, 
quarterback Baker Mayfield, obviously starting for the Browns this week, and you know you have to assume most weeks going forward. I think he's an exciting option. Uh, I wouldn't put him any more than maybe as a streamer option right now or quarterback number two, but um, he has potential certainly in that offense. And then my favorite is Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley. He had a monster three-touchdown game against the Saints last week. Uh, had him on a bench, actually, in the league, but thankfully I still pull off the win. I think he should be owned in every single fantasy league now going forward. Um kind of shocked that he wasn't early on, but um, as he gets accustomed to the NFL and, and builds a rapport with Matt Ryan, he could be a, a huge beneficiary of singing, seeing single coverage as defenses continue to key on Julio Jones. So, don't expect a you know quite the big game like he had last week, but I wouldn't be surprised going forward if you kind of see him average around you know about seven to ten targets every week. Yeah, if Ridley's out there in your league, go grab him because this is the last week you're going to be able to get him. I'll give you another receiver I like on the waiver wire this week. Tyler Boyd quickly gaining fantasy value for me. He had a hundred yard game last week, touchdowns two straight, getting a lot of work in that Bengals passing attack. A passing attack that's had some good success this year, and Boyd's available in forty one percent of leagues. I don't think it's his start's a fluke. I think he'll continue to play well. He's a good target in that offense, and he's getting a lot of work. So that's that's one guy I would look at. Another guy for me, Ryan Tannehill. I know I might be thinking outside the box a little bit here, but I'm not ignoring his start. Dolphins off to a great start. He has he has multiple touchdowns every game this this year to start a season. Top 225 yards, two of those three games, seven total touchdowns, just two interceptions. So he's looked very good. Don't think he's an every week play by any means, but definitely a good streamer for fantasy teams. And he's still available in 80% of leagues. So if you're looking for a quarterback, I'll go get Tannehill and uh, use him as a good spot play going forward. Now let's talk about some hot plays for week four, Curtis. Anybody you got 